Sydney's number one podcast, West Underground. Welcome to another episode of West Underground. Remember to like and subscribe. And uh, today we are joined by none other than Veptune. Hello, hello. How are we? Yeah, good, man. Yeah, Welcome good. to our home. Thanks for having me. This is where we all live. In this room? This is where we all sleep. So under, under, under around here? No, just right here. On, like, <laughs> just right here. Do you, sit, do you sit up and sleep? This is our local commune. Kind of like a, like a, like a crackhead, just like... Yeah. So yeah. No crackhead that would just fall asleep at the kitchen table. Just fall asleep wherever they are. That's what like we that. do. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, welcome, man. I've been looking forward to getting you in here. I've, yeah, uh, I've put a bit of like, work in. Yeah. I feel like this is about six months in the making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. When, when I met him for the first time, uh, we were like sat around, we were all like listening to music, and the conversation came up about this podcast. And then uh, it was like, Oh, I do music. I went, oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> and then he was showing me some stuff, and I went, oh, yeah, that. So it's just been it's yeah. been a process getting you there. It's always it's always a bit of show and tell, and then they're, then they're hooked, and they yeah. want to hear more. Absolutely. So we were talking off air, and um, you've, you've had a bit of an interesting journey. Like, it's a bit unorthodox compared to most people's adventure into music in the sense that you've almost come, you, you, you're, crossing, you, you're crossing genres almost. I am. Yes. I've come from came from that indie rock scene because I think when you're in Sydney and you're a young teenager, all the music is just young boys, long hair, stoners, rock bands. And that's mm. really the only place you can find yourself. And I kind of started just wanting to be a singer realistically and was in these bands and I just never really connected with that scene i always feel like it's almost outdated and not it's just not that interesting anymore like i don't think that this like it just wasn't doing it for me this mm. indie rock whatever it was like four long-haired losers in a band i was just like no i need to teach myself how to produce and then that just started the journey of being like okay yeah i can sing yeah i can write okay but i'm relying on guitarist bass play drummers four men in their mid-20s showing up in one room it's a miracle like it just doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> try doing a podcast <laughs> it doesn't happen so i just went laptop logic download logic bought that little keyboard and just went in 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 and probably for the last 10 years have just been cracking away at that and just have become became so engrossed in the production work that I've almost come to this point where I'm like producing techno and not singing enough anymore, mm. yeah. which is so interesting because it's like my production skills almost overcame my love of singing. And then now I'm at a place where I'm coming back full circle and being able to produce my own music, sing over it, 
mix it master it do everything and now i'm just at this place where i'm ready to just fucking burst and it's just like a matter of what am i gonna do with the eclecticness of it all Mm. and i'm refusing to really settle and be one thing one sort of one trick pony one sort of star i'm just not gonna do it because i don't think i have to and i think that's uh, like when we had cyan the other week i yeah. love that it's it's inspiring that of well no i can i don't need to rely on other people i can do this myself yeah. i can and for myself and yeah. it can be whatever you want it to be as well yeah it's and really I, really cool and i love being with other people and creating but it's like i never want to be in a band with someone else i want if I'm ever working with someone else, I just want it to be Veptune, comma, whoever they are. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's the way forward with stuff. And I think lifting other people up through like being a producer and having, that's, that's the way forward for me. It's just connecting with as many people, coming in, meeting you guys, telling you guys my story, meeting other people, getting other people on my tracks, lifting all my friends up and just, yeah, time to fucking do it. Yeah. It's time. I mean- and if you start like that, and you start at like and put out a put out a record or something where you've where you where you you are putting out a circus essentially, mm. you're putting out a bunch of different things into one. It is, yeah. How do you, how do then you get you're that gonna be the you're gonna be the circus guy? You know what I mean? That's gonna be your thing. What it's are the, gonna be are the conductors <laughs> in the circus? What are they? <laughs> Uh, you're gonna be you're no, gonna be you're gonna be a circus conductor. You're gonna yeah. be the greatest the, showman. Spin the stick and catch it. Mm. And got the top hat. Yeah, I'd like that. That's a bit of a look. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say about something else. But ask me another question. I'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> How much have you spent on um, plugins and stuff like that? <laughs> Over the, mm, I have just a few go tos at the moment. Yeah, like I've got, I've got Serum and I've got Cipher, and that's like where I'm getting all my atmospheric synth sounds from. Um, I do have all of the Isotope plugins and all that stuff. Yeah, there's thousands of dollars over the years, but like, I'm definitely a proponent of not being the all the gear, no idea guy. I don't mm. think that. I think some people are just missing something creatively, and they like bolster that by buying expensive gear, expensive mm. equipment, and masking. And I don't believe you need. You need obviously the bare minimum to sound good, but you don't need. It's like when you, you don't wa- need everything. It's like when you watch bands and they quite clearly can't play their instruments. Yeah, but they've got like a ten grand Les Paul and like and three thousand pedals. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah and they're putting it yeah. through all this stuff, and you think you're not that good of a player. Mm. You're just putting bells and whistles. Yeah, bells and whistles. Mm. Yeah. So, and I feel that a lot, and I'm interested in performing in a certain way as well like i remember seeing kanye back in like 2011 or something mm. and it was back when he was wearing those two hundred thousand dollar jewel encrusted masks on stage <laughs> but th- he had nothing on stage he had his little it was when he did runaway and he was going ding, ding, mm. and he just had two buttons yeah. on stage that's all he had and he was just like it's the best show i'd ever seen and i just feel as though I want some sort of like this minimalist approach, almost just no band, production decks, visuals, like almost just me under a big fucking um, projector screen and like very 
specific detailed psychedelic visuals and just this entire fucking experience. Mm. I don't, I just want to change. I want to do it different. I want it to be performance art. I want to dress and drag. I want to, you know, just be that greatest showman, I guess. Yeah. Circus freak. Yeah. yeah. I love just, yeah, I think that's the way to go with it for me. Yeah. So like from the beginning, like when you were saying back when you were playing in bands mm. and stuff, the, the fact you knew straight away this wasn't your genre and you were like, no, I want to do this, but I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah. Like when when did you break from that mold? When did that happen? So I would say it's when, so there was an initial group of friends that I made music with. Yeah. Um, shout out to Matt Billick, one of the best guitarists I know. Um, he was my next door neighbor growing up and he's definitely my inspiration into getting into music for the, in the first place because our bedrooms would be like 10 meters across from each other and I'd hear him shredding Jimi Hendrix all mm. along the watchtower at like eight years old perfectly and I watched him just grow into this incredibly amazing guitarist producer everything he taught me everything I knew at first um, taught me how to use logic taught me how to play guitar um, and he was always the star and he is a star, but he's, he's a rock and roller and he's an excellent guitarist. Mm. And I guess how good he was at guitar and how bad I was at instruments made me want to like veer into something that I could have for myself. Cause I was always going to see, feel as though I was in his shadow cause he was so talented at this thing, but it, so I was in bands with him and we were always together and it was always him, me, him, me. And when I kind of just said, when I got enough confidence to be like, no, I can do music too. Like I understand enough now too. Mm. And it just took me a few years longer than him because he'd been doing it all his life. And once I hit that point and I was confident and I could write my own songs and I didn't need his help to help me logic or do anything. That's when I went, you know what? Love you, but step away, do my own thing. And yeah, haven't looked back since then. That's, that's the moment. This just took me a long time to be like, yeah, I'm enough. I can do mm. this. And like still to this day, I struggle with that, but yeah, we're here now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it. We're out here. Where does the name come from? <laughs> a really good story um i saw it in my mind's eye when i was tripping absolute balls of mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> hi mom i know you're always watching hi mom um i've never done that yeah this made up story mom um <laughs> i was at this festival called sci-fi mm. um back when i was 21 or so and it been it was day three of the festival, and um, it's always the best day. Everything had kind of run out; all the beers had run out, and um, we just had these mushrooms left. And it was like eleven p.m. on a Sunday night. Had these mushrooms on toast. I remember it. <laughs> really gross. It was gross, and we went back into the party, back into the festival for an hour or two. The mushrooms hadn't really kicked in. We were kind of like, all right, we're tired. Let's go to bed. Walking back to the campsite, like the stars. I've never had this feeling before, but my jaw locked, locked up. I was like, 
and the stars fell out of the sky. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot about the mushrooms. I was ready for bed. And I was just like, okay, back in the tent, I'm like, too hot and claustrophobic to be inside, but it's mm. freezing cold outside. So I end up like putting myself where my legs were in the tent, <laughs> my head's outside. And I'm so, I'm tripping such major balls that like I can barely sit up. I'm kind of like losing my senses. And I'm, when I close my eyes, I'm having more um, mm. vivid vision than when my eyes are open so i'm opening my eyes and i'm closing and the closed eyes reality is more vivid and i'm just like whoa okay and then i'm start losing the ability to talk i'm kind of just like floral like real muffly and that's when these words started flashing in my mind they weren't real words they weren't english words and i feel looking back i think it's almost like i was regressing back into a two or three year old child that hadn't learnt words yet. <laughs> so, so it was like, I think that this word Veptune would have been a word that I thought was a real word when I was one or two or three and I was just getting my language together. Yeah. So it was like, it's probably, it should have been Neptune, but it was just this wrong. And it just flashed. I was like, oh, that's a cool, like something was still conscious there. And I was like, oh, that's a cool word. And um, yeah, I just stuck with it and I just tattooed it on it tattooed it on my leg one day and i just just so you didn't forget just it just so i didn't forget <laughs> it and yeah it, or, and the like vivid hallucinations i had after that and the dreams i had that night i had this really really vivid feel feeling that i was a couple of hundred years in the future and i was watching these archaeologists discovering this place the festival had been and trying to work out <laughs> what what had been what had been going on they're like oh there's lots of stomping happening we don't know what why these humans were uh gathered in this place but there's all this evidence and they're like really confused about what's happened on this land you've got me feeling like i'm on mushrooms right now (laughs) (laughs) did you see anything in the future that was that uh was it else was a takeaway any uh no i was flying across some beautiful mountains and stuff like that but the main takeaways that i remember now is that because it felt it didn't feel like a dream (laughs) or anything it felt like i really was in the future like (laughs) watching them i was like it's possible that that's real Mm. like maybe well that's a good story maybe it did happen yeah maybe it will happen you mean (laughs) something to worry about it is cool though they, they watch this podcast and then they they put it all together yeah like oh we figured that we out. Worked it out. That's that's what we're doing. Now. That's what, what doing. would have been left for them to even pick up on that? Was I don't know. Thing. Maybe like like well, you know, when you, like the dance floor gets really compressed in the mud, like all the air in the mud would be like weird for a long time, oh, like okay. from all the people stomping on it. Yeah, so they were like digging <laughs> up the grass and realizing something weird had happened there. I don't know. I this don't could know. be a film. Yeah, <laughs> it could be a film. Why? Yeah, it could yeah. be. Yeah. Like you're it's a film in my head. Yeah, yeah. Well, you lived it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, but, um, Christopher, yeah. spaceman, came traveling down. Mm. You're just in your tent. Yeah. Like, how long does it take for plastics to break down? I suppose that would be. Also really well, that's the well, funny yeah. thing about this festival is like, it was like a rubbish-free festival. Like we somehow. Is that like no bad music? 
yeah they just were like made us really all clean up yeah. our rubbish and like you know if you've Bacho. been to like i'm oh, sorry i missed it what about <laughs> you don't worry about it <laughs> um but yeah like they it was actually a really amazing festival i don't know if it's still running but not a single single drop of rubbish was left afterwards it's really cool like you've been at the end of splendor and it's just disgusting yeah. did you ever go to the um like the festival a couple of years ago it doesn't i don't know if it runs anymore um it was called camden like the camden secret garden festival yeah the secret garden oh i don't think i ever went but yeah i remember that one yeah yeah oh uh, <laughs> uh, you so you didn't go or you no didn't? i haven't been i haven't oh. been um what's the last festival i've been to i watched that woodstock 99 documentary oh yeah. my god so what did you think <sighs> what a train so wreck. messed up terrifying it's so messed up it looked terrifying i couldn't believe those people that were like yeah it was like it was crazy but i would go again <laughs> and you're mm. like you <laughs> yeah like when the sun's beating down and they're all like trying to find shade and none of them can find it and no one can get water none of the water's working it's, um, oh, it's, it's 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 the pure greed aspect of that festival yeah. like yeah um, it was gross and even in the doco like the head guy he was still using his legal banter making sure he hadn't said anything mm. he was still like oh yeah it wasn't that bad you know what I'm saying? Like, dude yeah because when he gets sued but it's just like festivals are pretty rank anyway aren't they i think we can mm. all accept that you know what i mean you go to those toilets the long drop toilets or whatever after three days of oh. people yeah. mdma shitting into them oh my it's god it's disgusting. I I I said to my missus, I was like, I bet yeah, like I I, I couldn't do like I've been Glastonbury like three times. I couldn't mm. do that festival again. Not now. Mm. Not now. I, that I, I need I'm, like I'm, a I'm, nice. I'm a civilian. Yeah, I can't get in there. Need like a nice place to go to yeah. afterwards. I'd say yeah. yeah. Like a hotel. Yeah, hotel. <laughs> like Palm I, think. Springs. I don't know if I could. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's fun to rough it. I wouldn't mind three day acid bender. Out in the bush. I'm just going. I'm, I see. I'm just going for the love of the music, mate. <laughs> yeah, me too. And acid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the, mostly the love of the music. <laughs> but yeah, it is crazy to think like Sorry, what happened there. It was just so poorly but planned. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And I also think it's just like such a um, you know you had the, the like the original Woodstock right, and you think of what the cultural impact of that was. Oh, it was and, yeah. And and what the vibe was like, and then you book. Woodstock 99 and you put like the heaviest hardcore bands yeah, but on. But that's the thing. The music is so wrong for... For the Woodstock. You're like, yeah. oh, we'll get Willie Nelson on. That'll cheer everyone up. And you're like, I don't think Willie Nelson's going to be enough. Yeah, you had like like Willie Nelson and like and James Brown were probably the only two like fitting yeah. choices. The rest were kind of like... Like Corn at a festival supposed to be about peace, love and... That's pretty <laughs> wild. It's like the footage of Corn playing, there's 100,000 movings. Scary, man. It's one of those things where you go, oh my God, like it's just, it's unbelievable the amount of people and and the amount of people who are all in for the same thing, but it shows, you know, like that, what's the broken window theory, if you go into an area and there's like a a smashed shop or whatever, Mm. litter on the ground, it's like, well, that's acceptable, yeah. Yes. And I think they just got headed like wild animals. Yeah, and it was sure. like, okay, we will be the animals now. Yeah. And it's, uh, it is scary to watch. Because yeah. you watch, you watch, but they turn. They do yeah. turn. They turn. But humanity, you're watching mm. humanity turn. But mm. at the same time, 
you know, like, rightfully so, almost. It, it, yeah, yeah, like the the ones who did it worse with them, like, oh, you don't need water this festival. You need Dr Pepper. You oh. know what I mean? Like oh. it's it's <laughs> just the, the amount of cor- so corporate greed that led them to that point. That's mm. why we use road microphones, and we're not sure. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, when I was in high school, I was in year about year nine, and we had a there was a there was a guy that I was friends with. He was a he was a metalhead, and I remember him showing me the footage of Corn at Woodstock, and I remember just watching like, and they show the crowd like, and the wa- and everybody just jumping up and down and looking crazy and like scared me then. Mm. <laughs> mm. And then to watch it like unfold all, you know, and be put in this documentary, and, and you get to just see the whole thing fall. I've apart. never heard of it. Really, yeah, Woodstock nineteen nine. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Not before that, I hadn't either, yeah. Really? How old are you? 28. Yeah, well, no. we, we were nippers. We were nippers. We were little I, babies. I think I heard about it because I saw a book one day, maybe in the shops, and it was like, like titled Woodstock 99. It was like a photo, like, mm. you know, collection from that thing. And I was like, there's another Woodstock? I thought there was only the one, you know? I think that's probably why we never heard about it again. Yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of... Hush, hush. Yeah. After Let's that. Let's not talk about <laughs> it. I pu- I, we went to play a festival. Uh, it was called Hope and Glory Festival. Anyone watching England for England, you'll remember this. And it was in 2017. Mm. And the, the, the booked uh, St. George's Hall in Liverpool, which is like not a very big footprint. And mm. they were like, well, we're going to put three stages in there. We're going to have like a two-day festival. And they booked some pretty big bands, mm. but didn't get enough security and oversold it by 30,000 tickets. Oh, my God. Right? And it's it was, there was just swarms of people. There wasn't enough toilets or anything like that. And that like, I, I'm from Liverpool as well, which is like we've had like Hillsborough and Highs, and we've had these like big crushes of people, you know, just where things aren't managed right. And you're in there and you're saying to yourself, oh, I can see this going that way mm. and people were leaving because they were like this isn't worth it and mm. then it, it got stopped on the sunday because they were like like health and safety wise it was just a no-go i think it was like twenty-five thousand people more in there that shouldn't have been in there and there was like no security so you could just go in even though it was like a sold event and like all hoarded yeah and the guy who yeah. organized it just disappeared he put a, <laughs> he put a post on facebook and it literally just said no festival today and then, like, he's never heard from again. He, like, owes all the band's money and stuff. And what's, what was funny about it's that is we dead. did a radio station uh, in Liverpool. And they asked us, the, the festival organisers asked us if we'd do it. Mm. So we're, like, the young band from the city who've, like, you know, like, been out, made a name, got onto this festival yeah. and the organiser. So we're, this, it's out there of, like an hour-long interview of, like, us and him. And, like, I'm like, yeah, Lee's such a great guy, you know? Like, doing <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> And then he became, like, the most hated man in the music scene. I'm like this to people. I didn't really know him. He just got me a good kick. <laughs> Nothing you could do. Oh, I felt like yeah. uh, Colin Powell when they were talking about WMDs in Iraq. And he's like, yeah, yeah, they're there. I've seen it. It's like, he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. So, if you just to get back a little yes, bit, if yes, you're yes. if you're producing your own music now, are mm-hmm. you like if you you obviously play guitar? That's that that was your first instrument, yeah, my 
Yeah, yeah, I was never amazing. I just taught myself some chords, but I think I his first okay. his first instrument was his voice. Yeah, I think, I think you'll find. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's more of a the thing. Actually, if you go back to high school and year, probably year ten when um, I when you get to choose your electives for the final mm. two years of school, I hadn't even chosen music. I had chosen drama because I wanted to write. I liked writing plays and like monologues and shit like that. And I was, um, I'd like won a short film competition at school and was doing that kind of stuff. But I think I was the only person that chose drama out of the entire year. Mm. Christian Brothers Lewisham, shout out, heaps creative. Um, And so there was no class. So music was my fourth elective and I'd played a bit of trumpet growing up and I'd could sing. So I was like, oh, I'll do music. And I... I never really was wanting to do physics or advanced maths or anything like that. I just, I wanted to do creative subjects. I did like advanced English and all the like writing subjects and music just was kind of there. And I don't know, it just took me, took hold of me in those two years. I had a really good teacher, Jody Ole, shout out again. Um, very inspiring. Um, I got lessons, I got singing mm. lessons, I did all the right things, learned how to breathe properly. I used to sing like, like, you know, you don't even know how to use your diaphragm yeah. at first. You got yeah. this whispery kind of try hard voice and eventually learned to actually get deep into my vibrato and hit notes powerfully. And suddenly I was like, okay, this is, I can actually do this. And by the time I did my HSC, I was still shit, but I was, I could sing Better. at yeah. that point, yeah. you know? And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting how it happened because it kind of happened by chance, but it's always, even moving forward, like music is music, but it's really just creation in general that I like. Like I've been writing a book, I've been conceptualizing film clips, I've been doing essays and thought experiments and Mm. going back to uni, doing my masters and, you know, like I as much as music is my thing, it's creativity in general that gets me going. Doing something together with something, creating something that wasn't there before. Something out of nothing. That's what's special. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Or anything to you. leave behind. Like, yeah. I guess that's it. Like, fundamentally for me, it's like, when you when you go through that, I guess everyone gets there at some point. It's like, quarter life crisis or like a nervous breakdown where you're just like what the fuck is the point of life like honestly what's the fucking point like what it's absurd like reality existence is absurd and you get to that point and you're like what is my purpose what am i going to do what makes you happy that's the only thing you need to do like the only meaning you're going to get the only meaning you're going to find in life is the thing that makes you happy so I just, you know, realized that. (laughs) I realized that. That was awesome, man. That was really, really good. Well, I think you did so true as well. It's true. And it's just like literally anyone listening, like, do what you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. Because nothing else is going to sustain you. Because if you're not passionate, you're not going to have the energy. You're not going to have the energy to be to do something you're not passionate about. You're going yeah. to run into a wall and you're yeah. going to hate your fucking life. And honestly, if you find if you find anything that you are passionate about, you would do really well. 
Do you know what I mean? Because there be no, there was no time limit on. There's exactly. no constraints on things. It is just you doing what you love. So you'll find you'll just slip in and you'll put twelve hours into something without exactly. Even it doesn't feel it. like work. What's the uh, the Jim Carrey quote on that? And he's talking about his old man. And he said, like his old man. I think was he said, "My girlfriend brilliant. committed suicide because I was so abusive towards her." <laughs> I heard that's is that the quote? Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, You're going so well. You just tried to. Oh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, allegedly, um, he's. I just weren't expecting that. Will we get demonetized with that? Who knows? Jim Carrey's very powerful. He's very talented. Uh, man. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> the mask, no, you the, know? The, the quotes, the quotes. It feels pointless saying it now. No, say it. Say it. Says, I'm sorry. I'm he sorry. says about, um, he watched his dad, who was a very brilliant trumpet player and who could hold a room in conversation and everything. Like people looked up to him. And then he didn't pursue that. Mm. And then he became like an insurance salesman and he failed at that mm. and he said it's very hard to watch someone you love fail at something that was their backup plan anyway mm. you know what i mean the mm. thing that it's not he's most passionate about but after you just said that oh <laughs> it is allegedly oh, it is allegedly so are you are you making all the like all your creative endeavors around what you're doing at the moment like in mm. in uh like interweaved with with your musical project like is it yeah, all going I, in the same i think so i think i think i write to like i say i say i'm writing a book but i think i just write to get ideas out and then within the things i've written like maybe i'll write a five page rant about some sort of philosophical thing i think about but then i'll be like oh that's it and then i'll start writing lyrics within that and so it's like this like 50,000 word document where it's like pages and pages of rants and then a couple of poems, a couple of poems, a couple mm. of lyrics. It kind of just, it's just my, it's just my shit coming out of my brain. So yeah, it, it's all, it is always all to direct towards Veptune and direct towards, I just know like all these things that come out of me, it's like, it'll become a film clip. It'll become this, it'll become that. They're all just there. And I just, the amount of ideas and you know, they just, need to be recorded because they'll just slip away i do have a song called ideas keep slipping away because yeah, i was watching that. the um the time on logic and it was ticking down and you just see i'm like i'm not going to get that second back never going to get that second back mm. and it just kept going and kept going and i was like fuck dude and like you're trying to create this idea i'm like it's slipping away like if i don't get this like time's running out so you know yeah yeah i find it's always helpful to have my voice memos running or like oh so many like voice even, memos. even things that aren't even to do with with music or anything maybe they're to do with other things in life i just have my voice memos there because i'm like that is a good idea of making that mm. yeah remember sure. this because otherwise it's gone oh so <laughs> many the, the notes on the phone the amount of like went through my laptop and went through all the old notes and like so many just ideas just unfulfilled ideas and it's just like mm. i just you just like imagine what you would do with like a real real budget from a real label and just being like mm, really i really have the ideas i really could do this like why can't you do them now i can do them but everything 
everything's money i feel at this point there's a talent there's an interest but it's like it's that work-life balance it's like i live in this way where i'm like only satisfied by my creativity and and less i guess the more time i spend doing other things the less time i've got on that but the more time i spend creating the less money i have to fund that creativity so finding that work-life balance for me is like the biggest thing i'm so sporadic so like this is why i've been like branching out into um doing more commercial stuff like doing stuff with brands doing stuff with the sound stuff so i can fucking actually monetize my own art but through my creativity not having to go do fucking traffic control shifts or whatever else i've been doing film jobs just anything anything like so not passionate about these jobs because mm. i am so passionate about this and it's like yeah. you know i'm 28 and my parents it's like what are you gonna do are you gonna you gotta you gotta make it now like it's starting to be like come on mate you gotta fucking make it yeah. or you're gonna I have to get a fucking I think, job and i think it, i think it's such shit that now, though, it is about, shit about, it about is the, shit i think it's bullshit the 30 but thing and we had a conversation uh with a the female singer song who was it we were talking to and oh uh, yeah and she said about how like with me i think 30 i think mm. i'll probably you know what i mean she yeah, was like for women it's, for women it's like 25 23. i was like no it can't be and she was like it is because it's yeah. there's someone else coming in then well, you know what i mean well it's like okay so but we live much longer than anyone's ever lived it's very so true. why is tw why, why is, is 26 there now it's time to get a job and it's you know very what I mean? it makes no sense it's very true um yeah and it's that point right now like all your friends all my friends my age it's like it's 50 50 like someone working full-time starting to settle down get girlfriends wives some of them are just still out in the wild with me just i don't know doing it but mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with either of them. It's just sticking by your choices and just living it out here. But I still need fucking money yeah. to survive. <laughs> you know, come on. It's yeah. like I think it's just important to remember too. Like, like Rome wasn't built in a day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you've kind of just got to break everything down into mm. incremental steps. Like, what are your goals now? Like, what do you want to be doing? Say, versus in in six months' time. S six month goal is finish the two separate pieces i'm working on which is a full-length album um plenty of collaborations kind of eclectic mix of hip-hop singer songwriter um kind of things and second to that a really clean um strong techno ep that i could basically tour and play at clubs and play late at night and mm. um start to gig with the dj stuff get this live show get this album polished get it produced up real nicely budget um and just keep moving forward with that momentum and have this very special piece hopefully finished in this next few months um just something to be proud of and yeah just pushing myself and getting it out there doing things like this coming to see you guys mm. and going to see as many people as possible spreading that love around building that momentum um shooting clips working with like video videographers and other creatives and just combining it all bring it all together i think that's where i'm going with it right now but yeah yeah i think the short-term goal things right as well like 
as long as as long as what you're doing today mm. is helping you tomorrow, I don't yes. I don't think it's a yeah. It's a I do get ahead of myself. Definitely, yeah. I'm just like, whoa, what about everything? You're are, are you an anxious person? <laughs> See my fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think like anxious people and like overthinkers. Mm-hmm. Like I go through it myself. As if I if I just deal with whatever I'm doing right in that moment mm. and not be thinking about what's coming up or whatever. Well, that's why music's good. Yeah, and, and just live in that live in that moment. It's mm. it's so much better. Because otherwise, I don't enjoy anything really because I'm worrying about what's coming next. You know what I mean? Well, they say um, depression is being stuck in the past and anxiety is being stuck in the future. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty true. I think. Um, but yeah, I need to stay present with it. I've got, I've got things happening. I've got music out. Um, and I'm at a point where I need some help, I would say. So not in terms of making the music, but I'm going to package my stuff up and there's a few like management companies and labels that I'm interested in. And it's just that extra push of confidence, that 45 minutes, that email, that one email, it's, it's like... I dread sending emails. The it's worst, so it? dreadful. Yeah. And like, but when you do it and when you sit there and you word this email properly and you reach out to someone and you really put your heart on the line, it always comes back. It always comes back. Even if that person doesn't reply, something always comes back out of that, like putting that out there. And I just have to keep reminding myself that it is okay. I do have talent. I do make music mm. and I am allowed to want to push myself. I don't have to be... I don't know, like this super ultra humble person that's like just expecting to be discovered without pushing himself or something. Like yeah. there is a certain grind that I need to accept and get into. Yeah. yeah. And that's the part. I think that's the most underdeveloped part of my entire artistry is that drive and confidence to just really. And that's why I'm so happy to be here today because it's just like, I'm here telling my story, putting it out. It's really yeah. exciting. It fucking feels good. But um, I think I've struggled with that a lot. And yeah, uh, coming out of this relationship recently, it's it's been a lot of self-reflection and also a lot of time to realize that I I do have the time and the energy to do that stuff. And I was being held back by this whole 28 year old coming to 30 thing like are we going to settle down let's have let's get married let's have Mm. kids let's Mm. be stable yeah like you know i was thinking kids i was thinking property i was thinking this stuff and now i'm like back to being like that's not you dude that was never you you never wanted to be that you always just wanted to be this creative i don't need i don't need that nuclear family i don't need that that's never going to be me and pretending that i've am gonna be that that's my downfall dude it's mm. a, it's a it's a yeah. fantasy it's bullshit like well there's nothing wrong with that coming in 12 years time and exactly you know I mean? and it doesn't <laughs> like, mean I, yeah and it like, doesn't mean i will you never don't need settle to want or, it right now or but it's like you just need to do what's best for you and it's just not my i don't my whole identity revolving around who i'm with and how stable that relationship mm. is like my meaning is not that my meaning is yeah. the shit i'm gonna do and i don't care if that sounds selfish anymore and i don't think anyone should think that that's selfish that's you know it like it wasn't meant to be then mm. you know? it's your life yeah it at is. the end of the day like it's you have life. to be happy when you're the 
lying on the on the deathbed one day and say that I did it my way. You know? That is exactly it, man. That's what I think about every day. It's like, will I be proud of this life? Will I be proud? Will it? Will it be worth anything? Not that it yeah. fucking matters. Like, because personally, I want to die like Sinatra and just be like. It was funny that I you did my way <laughs> as well. Then, how did Sinatra die? Assassinated? I actually I don't know, but Jim he, Carrey. But I want to I, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I, I want to think that he was there on the on 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 death's door singing my way. Mm, for sure, <laughs> that's life. That's what all the people say, yeah, definitely. Just like having his own lyrics running through his head as the white lights, kind of just. Mm. Or or David Bowie's lyrics. If it's oh my, my way. god, that's the thing as well. Like finding out that you're gonna die, and then like only only a true artist would be like, "Oh, got cancer, man! I'm gonna write a good album about this." <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant album that as well. Amazing, uh, yeah, amazing. That Bowie album's ghostly, yeah, ghostly beautiful. amazing. Bowie's a huge, huge influence. Do on you me do you, do you think about um, legacy? Yeah. I do. But it's funny you, you think about legacy, but not necessarily... In terms of... Family legacy. Family. Of, yeah. Know, I this, mean, is my, this is my grandson who's named after me. Neptune the third. You know what Neptune I mean? Neptune the third. It's, it's not... But you I think mean, about what, what impact you leave on the world, not necessarily what... I, you know, I 100% want a family I'm one day. I do, I do. But it's just like until I've like got this thing out of me, mm. it's... Wait, what's your question again? So it's about like you do think about legacy that is there. Yes, yes, but yes, it's yes. not the I guess the, the word normal type of legacy that people think of. Of I'll have my kids, and then I am in those, and that yeah, so on and so on. From yeah. like from being a, like a third person here spectating, it seems like you you're you're focused in at the moment on like creating your own legacy before yes you could be a provider for for somebody else's legacy well, that's it like i was in this relationship <sighs> that, was, that was good hamish by the and way Oof, big good, money good n-e-r-d so provider money. pharrell and it's like it talks about this he's like if i'm going to be in a relationship and everyone every man knows this everyone knows this like you need to be at a stable place in your career as a man to be yeah. stable in a relationship because otherwise you're constantly insecure about what you're doing, 100%. where you're going. And until you've got that sorted, you're not fucking ready to get married and have kids. Yeah. You got to sort that out about yourself. Like got to get your money right. That's what people say. It's, yeah. it's true. You just got to get it right first. And I haven't yet. I haven't fucking broke through that glass ceiling. That's like so fucking close. Um, and until I do that, I'm I'm fucking by myself. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. I don't, and I don't think that's a bad place to be because it'll push you and be your driving motivator. It will, it, as long as you as long as you let it. Yes, yes. So yeah, that's that's the big challenge is not falling into like my uh, same old same old savior complex. Yeah, um, trying to save the girl kind of thing. Um, I'm done with that. I'm I w- finally done with that. I wanted to say something before. The Good one the man. one piece of advice that oh, I don't even know if it's advice. It's just I like, like it. when you were saying before about, you know, putting out your music, getting part of labels and stuff like mm-hmm. that, interested in those people on your side, PR people, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, yep, yep. go go do that. But also like just be like this I'm in con- I'm also in control of this to a to a degree now where he, people have never been in control like never had this capability to you know, you could you could literally film every day 
just like small in- incremental steps yep. that you're doing with your music and let people in on your journey. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. on TikTok, Instagram, everything. I struggle with and that a lot. Yeah. You yeah. should be on TikTok, by yeah. the way. I struggle. I know. I sh- it's, I it's hard, man. It fucking sucks. Like I really we, we do, When yeah. we do this podcast sometimes and we're like, you know, like because we're, we're, we're in this in the business of creating media yeah. content yep. and stuff like that. Yep. And it's hard to do. It is, it is. really hard. But yeah. once you do it and sandpaper yourself down and you and you kind of, there's always a little bit of anxiety in my head that goes, oh, people are going to comment on this and say it sucks. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, that, that... They never you, do. I mean... And they, exactly, they exactly. Don't. And, and that, if they do, it's something weird about them yeah. to do that. Why would you do that? And and also, like, I've realised too, like, whenever, whenever I know that we're doing really well, mm. there might be somebody, like kind of on the fringe of um your relationship who might have something negative to comment on and then you wonder is that is that just jealous is that reaffirming that we are that it's something is g- yes happening it is. Yeah. it is because you know when they when they test pilots for tv shows if um if 50 percent of them hated it and 50 percent of 50 percent of them loved it they're very happy with that but if everyone felt meh about it they're very unhappy about that. Mm. And you'll see that with good artists. They'll polarise people. Like, Well, any reaction is a good reaction most of the time, is. isn't it? You know what it I mean? is. And it's inevitable. And if you want to be putting yourself on a big platform, you're going to have to realise that you're going to have a target audience. You're going to have people that connect with you. But most other people probably hate it. Yeah. And that's yeah. just what you got to sit with. That's who you are. Like that's fine. You just People are good. nice on our TikTok and that though. Yeah. I'm always expecting yeah. a... a the comments or yeah. something, but people are generally quite nice. Yeah, hundred percent. I I really want to see like you do that, man, because I think it'd be quite good if you just sort of shared your thoughts and you let people in on your journey and you just kind of approached it like that and let people like the labels and stuff mm. and you know try to get them to help you. But as you're doing it on your own, you're right. and you can build people and you can get a couple people on your side and then they they or they start watching you and they start following you and yep. then they start coming to your shows and things like that. For That's sure. beautiful. And you're growing that organically. Yes. Mm. And the thing with that for me is... I don't know what you're worried about. You're a good-looking dude, man. Like, it's yeah. not like you, <laughs> you've got genetics on your side. You're one ahead. The thing is, like... Did you see Kanye going crazy on Instagram this week? Oh, where he said... Uh, what did he say? Oh, he said some, Kim, he Kim's, said some crazy Kim's always shit. got diarrhea. He said that. He said... He's, he's like, where's my fellow sperm donors at? Travis Scott, where are you at? Like crazy funny stuff. But say what you will about him. He doesn't follow the rules about social media. He obviously doesn't have to because he's one of the biggest artists in the world. But he has never followed the rules. Mm. Never did. He was always himself. So when it comes to, yes, sharing more of my story, I want to make sure that it's not fucking cringe. I hate cringe. And it's how do you avoid it being fucking cringe and it's like it's cringe because you're doing it right it and is, it is cringe, cringe. Right. hi guys just want to jump on today and tell everyone about why we love clipping our toenails yeah uh, it, it, there's yeah. no way of doing it without yeah. it being that way and you people yeah. people accept it yeah because my, know, my my friend mamadou Cappy shelter he uh he said to me i don't like seeing that on instagram or like anything he said but you're trying to make a business. He's Very like, true. you just got to cover. Like, so, I know. I he's know. like, so he's like, I accept it because I know what you're trying yeah. to build. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I think, although you, when you see it, it's not like 
uh, your friend said about Love Island before. Mm. It's not like, you know, you're just like, hey, guys, try and lose weight this week with insert weight loss regime. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're building your brand and trying That's to true. sell you to the world. It so is I think pe- people will be okay with it and you should be okay with it. I think... I think you should just okay. you just should just treat it like you're learning to ride a bike in the same way that it's like it's gonna be it's gonna be cringe when mm. you first were learning to ride mm. a bike you fell off a couple of times and you hurt yourself and you got back up and you learn how to ride a bike it's That's the, it. it's the same thing you're gonna look back on probably anything you do with a little bit of oh, why you know why did I do that like that's just, oh, oh. but I I think <laughs> there's just growing pains isn't it like it, it's yeah. just kind of oh, like we do that all the time like I go back and watch our shit or listen to our stuff and I'm like oh, oh, oh. but it's just like okay well just don't do that again just try to learn from it mm. try to grow from it try mm. to try to realize whatever it is that's making your eye twitch that's it that's it that's you've yeah. got the, sorry mate you've got this amazing thing as well mm. of like who who you are as an artist right outwards in the world so I could discover your music which is like you've you've landed on some big playlist and that in the past mm. right and I could discover that music but I don't know anything about you mm. so you're just you're out there and the music is there and then mm. they go oh I like the song yeah 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 but who's where's the story what is it yeah, who yeah. are you mm. you know what I mean and, and then that's why we're here to tell it, I guess. Is he? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's Who it. Is he? We're Fab doing you. it. We're Fab doing you. it. But once, once that mm-hmm. comes across, mm-hmm. it, it, you'll win one. Because as you said, yeah. you're a handsome man. You have got a good story, and I think people will buy into it. I just tell my story. That's it. I appreciate that, guys. Yeah. It's actually. Yeah, you'll, you'll <laughs> it do, feels like a well. therapy session. Yeah. I'm loving this. This that's is this right. is what this is. Mm. If we didn't release these, it would just sound like like therapy tapes. <laughs> that's what it would sound like. I'm going to speak to um my mum's my mum's quite Christian and mm. I haven't really been but um she reckons that her current minister is a absolute amazing like biblical scholar and mm. incredibly intelligent. I might start having conversations with this guy and like talking through this stuff with him and having this like kind of like minister dude in my corner. We'll see how he is. Like she reckons he's pretty good and like I'm interested in like having this this mentorship relationship and this kind of um yeah I need to just I need conversations like this to keep yeah. affirming and keep breaking through because I I guess I've just my confidence has been wavering because I've been in something in the relationship that we tended sometimes to break each other down and I think a relationship will do that especially if I'm as I said not providing not I'm not at that point so I'm constantly frustrated and insecure so there was constantly this tension around me wanting to focus on this too much not focusing on this enough and now that that's kind of not there I think I really can as I said if I just keep on keeping on keep telling my story taking it one step at a time like you said I think I'm feeling quietly confident about everything that's floating around. And yeah. I really appreciate you guys yeah. saying that no, about I, 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 oh, I, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna be just fine, man. Like it's and it, it's it's hard. It's, but you're you're pretty raw right now anyway, right? Because mm. breakups just make you raw as shit. Worst. <laughs> well, you're gonna be at a point now where like like emotions and a lot of music's coming out here and a lot of things oh, yeah. are trying to escape because really 
the best time to write. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. That's when you best. It's my first album. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just a breakup album. Yeah, it's kind of cringe, but it's not. It's like that's, that's where the raw shit comes out. Yeah, it's when I that, sing well. That's that's when that's when your best things come out. Yeah, but you know you you've got so much going for you in the sense that like I love when when you played me some of your music and some of, some of your demos mm. when we around at yours having a cup of tea. Mm. Um, mm. It was I was just like amazed by your singing voice, yeah, as well. And I was like, "Who's singing?" You went, "That's me." And I went, "Shut up," because <laughs> it is really, really good. And I think yeah. I, I like what you're doing with this with this new concept of an album as well of you know of changing it up from what you've it done needs before. To be. It just has to. It's not exciting because I'd listen to you just play a guitar and sing. You know yeah. what I mean, and I don't want to lose that part of myself. Either. Yeah, and I think I think mm. if it's in there, it helps it, man, mm. as well. That's why I brought the guitar today. He's brought the guitar. Yeah. All right, is that a pod? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there any anything else you want to promote while you're there? Um, latest single Gore Hill is out on my Instagram. Um, I'm releasing it in. I'm not releasing it on anything except that. If you want it, you have oh, to really? DM. You have to DM me. Yeah. So I'm doing it. What's your Instagram? Veptune with a underscore underneath it at the end of it. It's and somewhere in there. Just type it. There's not many Veptunes out there. There's not many Veptunes out there. Not many Veptunes. There's not many at all. No one's heard that word before except me. Yeah. In my mushroom state. Mushroom cup of tea. But yeah, thank you so much for coming thank you in. Thank so much for having me. Like it's awesome to, to have this. And uh, It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening at home. We've been West Underground. Leave us a big like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. <laughs> tell your lovers. Tell your mothers. Thank you very much. This Thank is you. Thank, Thank you. you.